What now? Hmm? I'm Hannah. I'm Megan. And welcome to another episode of Hmm, What Now? <laughs> Where we discuss all our random thoughts and tackle life together as young adults. Today, we'll be talking about something quite exciting. Oh my god, I cannot <laughs> even. Why am I even doing this in the first place? <laughs> hey, 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 you are also a fan of the topic today, okay? We, we decided on this together. We're talking about K-pop! Oh, oh my god. Oh. K-pop is essentially Korean pop music. Okay. But it's not just pop music. K-pop includes... A lot of different groups, different genres. It's not. It's become a genre by itself. For some reason, K-pop has become an umbrella term for most. Like Paul Kim okay, is not yeah. pop music, right? But it's it can still be considered K-pop. Mm. Yeah. Cool, Which is cool. odd. I don't know how that happened, but maybe because of the Korean wave, the Hallyu wave. And how 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 do you even get into it in the first place? Me. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, it started at the end of first year of university. Okay. And I had, well, I had just gone through a quite a rough time with my personal life. So I was kind of trying to anchor myself in some way. And I was really just searching for a distraction, I guess, from what I was feeling at that time. Feeling kind of lost and down. And one day, okay, very fun story. Oh, no. <laughs> one day I watched Ryan Higa's Dong oh Saya Day by BGA. Have you guys seen this? Oh, damn. That was such a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, 2016. Mid-2016, like April, May. And right, Higa. That was a phase in my life. That man. was a big phase. Right, I think Higa, all of us had that phase. Wong Fu Productions. Did you watch Kev Jamba? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That was the, that was the time period. Mm-hmm. That was a very long time ago. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So, Ryan Higa... It's your fault. So I watched Dong Sae Day and I remember thinking, this is actually kind of catchy. I had been exposed to K-pop before through friends. Some of my friends are like super die-hard K-pop fans. Same, same, same. Right? So we were always aware of it. I was always aware of it. I even knew some songs by like really big groups. But I had never gotten into it myself. So when I watched Dong Sae Day and I remember playing it on Spotify. <laughs> I remember oh thinking, my god, you even went there. I went there. Because I, I remember thinking like, this is such a nonsensical song. But it's so catchy, right? And there's always been a little pop monster in me. I used to be really like, my image was super indie alternative. And I still love alternative music. But pop has always had a, like I've always had a soft spot for pop. And I never really expressed it. So when that happened with Dong Sae Day, I was like, you know what? Let's give actual K-pop with actual meaningful lyrics a chance. And I watched, for some reason, I clicked on the Try Guys video where they watch K-pop videos. And it's, it was quite an old series at that point as well. It was like September 2015. And I, I had watched it before. But I re-watched it. And one of the first few music videos that I saw them react to was EXO's Call Me Baby. And I was super intrigued. And then I watched Call Me Baby on my own. And the rest is history. <laughs> oh, damn. It's where you fell into the rabbit hole and could uh, never come back out. I've, it's been four years. It's been four years. That's insane. And uh, yeah, so the rest is history. I am now a huge fan of multiple groups. EXO is my one true love, la, my ultimate, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Megan knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, 
Too many times. Yeah. You just drill it in my head. Yeah. You it, even tried to get me into it. I did. Did I? Yes, you I did. did. You you showed me that <gasps> song. Did. And then you'll be like, okay, this is Jongdae's voice or this is um Sehun's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, huh, it's not my thing. Yeah, EXO, EXO's music is not really Megan's thing. I understand also, like, everyone has different tastes. Yeah. But I tried, like, I tried. All my K-pop <sighs> friends tried. So funny. That's why I'm here mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah. It's K-pop is just one of those things like you you get addicted really quickly. And honestly, it really it became a sort of anchor for me and it cha- it literally changed my life. It changed the way I viewed myself because obviously growing up for some reason I never had Asian role models. I don't know. I was very exposed to western media. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah so to me having someone who looked kind of like me out there doing what they're doing and being confident, I was like, oh my gosh, it was so new to me, you know, seeing people like Hyona and Hyolin and like, um, at that point, maybe even, yeah lah, I think Hyona was the first one, I was like, wow, so confident, so out there and I had never seen that. Um, it was just very different for me. So it changed the way I viewed myself, it, it motivated me to get through university with like, I don't know, some sort of newfound strength, I don't know what it was, but it affected my life in a really positive way lah. Um, Cool. Yeah. So that's K-pop for me. What yeah. about you? Ah, uh, me? Yeah. I did not choose the K-pop life. <laughs> I really didn't. <sighs> oh, damn. It, it really did choose me. I, it really crawled up to me. Slowly. Very slowly. slowly. My friends, my closest friend. Oh, she has drilled so many of her boy groups or whatever in, in my head. <laughs> Takes me a while. <laughs> I was not very interested. Um, but she started introducing me to like there's a there's a phase, the super junior phase mm-hmm. with sorry sorry and all then there's classic. size Gangnam style, all the all the, the classics. Yeah. Then she introduced me to like PAP, which Such unfortunately is not around anymore. Which yeah. sucks so much. Because they are a very strong group. Yeah. And they have very good dancers. So that's why I, I was like, okay. And now. great vocalists as well. Mm. And rappers. And like to do it all together at once on stage, she has yeah. very good stage presence. Yeah. Like from what my friend has introduced me to their Facebook videos or, or YouTube videos. Yeah. So, but I'm quite fluid um, in terms of my preference. So, I don't really only go towards the very strong ones. I, yeah. very, I appreciate very good choreography and their stage presence. But at the same time, even though like the dance is good, like the singing has to be good together because you want a whole entire performance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I get hooked on very catchy beats also. Um, that which is why like K-pop also essentially is very diverse. Cause in the end, what got me hooked on and what got it on my Spotify repeat playlist is all the OSTs. Yes, Megan is a huge OST. Yeah, I, I, I never watched the show. I loved the songs. Mm-hmm. The songs came first. Yeah, <laughs> but the songs were not necessarily a factor for me to watch the drama. Mm-hmm. But it's the other way around. Like, I have to listen to the songs. Mm. So yeah, most so of the music. time, like, they are they are all sung by like, uh, single artists or how would would. Soloist? Soloist, that's, that's the word. Yeah. Soloist. Um, but what is more in production right now are all the boy groups and girl groups. Mm. So I guess if like boy groups and girl groups go, 
one of my few favourites would probably be like Mamamoo. Yes. Mamamoo's what Mamamoo's oh. good. Seventeen amazing is group. Pretty Yay! damn good. Seventeen. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the amount of effort that goes into thirteen members. Thirteen yeah, members. Right? Yeah, thirteen members and their choreography is like top notch. Yeah. It's so synchronized, it's so uniformed that I like. Shout out to my babies. <laughs> I thought your babies were EXO, you know? My, no, EXO are my babies. They're like, uh, they're grown men, like, you know? I, I see them as like, almost like mentors, you know? But 17, they're my babies. Okay, amongst other groups, of course, that I will mention later, lah, but 17 are just amazing. Mm. And unique as well. Very, very, yeah. very. So you're part of the EXO and like 17's fandom groups, aren't you, Anna? I'm, I'm a part of a lot of fandoms. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I stand corrected. EXO is my main, uh, my top out group. The second level is probably like 17, NCT, Astro, Monster X, Tiny. And then after that, you have a bunch of other groups like Twi- oh, did I say do, Twice. Oh, do you even... Red Velvet, Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The boys. Do you, have you went to all of your concerts? Um. So, in the list I have here... I have only not seen <gasps> the boys and CLC. So right now I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 You're groups. Crazy. 15 groups and I've only You're not crazy. seen two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, yeah. how? This fandom culture thing is insane. It is insane. It is insane. Even coming from someone who is in it. I've definitely gone through phases of like just waiting on every movement and every every word of your idol because you're like, what are they going to do next? Where are they going to appear next? Where are they going to perform? And you keep up to date with it. I still keep up to date with it now, but less so because, I mean, I'm 23 now and I have other things to think about. Wait, there are people but... that are your age or even older that are having more time yeah. put into this. Yeah. So it's like, the, How? A lot of the older fans normally balance it with... I mean, they have their work life and then they have their K-pop life. You know? If they have a family as well, they will include their whole family lah. <laughs> and it has happened. I mean, my family is one of those families, to be very honest. You're crazy. <laughs> we, we, a bit, we a bit crazy. We a bit crazy. Um, but some family... Some people, older people, um, they have their university life, they have their work life and then they come home, they want to distress, they watch their favourite group's videos, I guess. It's like a... It can be really healthy. Okay, okay. That one I get it. Because yeah. like sometimes I Stress would just watch like choreography videos and mm. like maybe someone making a cover of those videos and just see yeah. how they genuinely execute the moves and all. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But it's coming from me as a like a casual, casual listener. listener. Yeah. Like I'm super casual. Yeah. I think not as much as last time anymore. I am a bit, a bit more. You're a bit more involved, involved. now. Yeah, I yeah. actually do know some of the yes. news that comes out, yes. or like what new songs that, at least like for the. You would the know. You know eighty percent. You know. Yeah, you know eighty yeah. percent of almost everything. Yeah. To be very honest. So that's quite that's quite a big step for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's it's a different K-pop. Is it just? It's just I don't know. It's just. I'm at a loss for words. It's a different entity. La. It's completely separate from anything I had ever experienced before getting into K-pop. Okay, because tell me the difference then. Between like Western fandom? Not even Western. Like any other type of fandom, la, I guess, in comparison. Ah. Uh-huh. So, I guess 
K-pop is different in the sense that you're not just given music, you're not just given choreography, you're not just given, I mean, a group of pretty guys or girls to like admire, I guess. But you're also given amazing like variety content and like behind the scenes content and even more than like Ariana Grande. Like that's one she's one of the biggest pop stars in the world, not even that's just right, in the West, right. right? But the level of K-pop content is completely different. Like, do you know how many different choreo like not even choreography versions, but like dance performance versions there are? I'm sure you've seen like Sometimes they wear onesies. Sometimes they wear the Halloween costumes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm like, that is con- that is one thing. But you also have the reality shows where they go on like random trips and they're given like puzzles to solve and you get to see their personalities. What? And that is... Is <laughs> it on their own trips? Yeah, on their own trips. And that is how you end up like falling for these members because you end up either relating to them or like admiring how so, they work or like how... You just find them attractive lah. And you ah, want... And you're invested. Hana, hold on, hold on. Hold, hold. Yeah. Attractive okay. is like a... You know. Read it, hold on. Hold, oh, I'm sorry. Read it. <laughs> Super passionate. But like... Okay, okay. <laughs> when you say like... Go on these reality shows or making their own like... All this reality behind the scenes. Yeah. Aren't they also acting? That's the thing. So... I think every K-pop fan should realise... Not even K-pop fan. K-pop stan. Someone who actually follows the group and like knows all their names knows what, their what birthdays K-pop stan S-T-A-N so stan essentially means what does means, stan stand for? stan it came from a song by Eminem I forgot but it was essentially like someone who was obsessed <laughs> so that word kind of formed in, it kind of grew into a term for fans who are, are more than interested in the music they are more interested in like everything as a package so they will support you, they will buy your merchandise, they will wait okay. on every album I know. release. I see this. Yeah. Every time my friend like sees something that's released that is a maybe a photo book that's yeah. something different, they yeah. will just purposely buy it for yes. the chance of getting their favorite members. Yes, that's it. Or albums, you know, photo cards. You can see now. I have guys, I have a photo card like behind my phone. I always have a photo card behind my phone. And you know the stress. Of trying to make sure you get an album that randomly has the card you want with the member you want. Um, unnecessary stress. <laughs> um. <laughs> but it's stress. It's it, I mean, that's quite a it's quite funny lah. But the more dangerous side of K-pop is when you don't when when you're not aware of the fact that these boys or girls are being paid to perform, number one, which means that they are doing they're doing their job. It is a job. It's a job. Number two you're right. Even on these behind the scenes things and like when they're traveling as friends and stuff, they are, you don't know if they're being their true selves and you will never know because you don't know these people, you know. So exactly. you, you can only hope that so-and-so is really this kind or so-and-so is really this funny, you know. You can only hope that they're like that but the dangerous part is when you actually really truly think that they are like this and then you end up putting, I don't know, putting them on a pedestal because you think they're all these positive qualities. But you can never really tell. No one is perfect. But in your head, you will think they're perfect. And that is when it's kind of crazy. So, what happens when you think they are perfect? Well, what are the craziest things that, like, we have heard all these fanatics do? So, there's, like, a range. On one hand, you have people who stalk their idols, 
who harass them on a daily basis. The term is sasing, right? I'm sure you've heard, you, you've heard of this, right? Sasing, right? S-A-S-A-E-N-G, right? Yes. So, sasing essentially means to address people who follow these idols around, like, their houses, take inappropriate pictures of them, like, as in, like, trying to get all these... Oh, like dirt shots yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. Or going to unofficial scheduled things. Like let's say you have like a photo shoot and it's somewhere secluded. You will follow them all the way there to like take pictures behind the scenes even though you're not allowed to. Wait, isn't this illegal? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's harassment and it's stalking. But I don't... Korean law is not something I'm specialised in. But essentially it's just really dangerous behaviour. And there are people from all over the, around all around the world who do this to the idols. Uh, recently, there's been a case with a certain girl group that you know one of their members has been like harassed and stalked and stuff. But it's crazy. It's crazy and it's very dangerous and it's I can't imagine the impact um, that it has on their mental health. Like the members, the idols themselves, not even idols, the, the people who are in the K-pop industry. Like it's such a negative aspect of it but yet people still want to be k-pop yeah which is wild i don't i as much as i love k-pop and as much as i genuinely wholeheartedly support some of these people i could never imagine being in the industry so on the other hand there's also cases of idols having their own love life you know most of them are like grown ass people they're not they're not underaged. They are uh, the one. Okay, this person that I'm going to talk about is what twenty eight this year, and his name is Chen. He's Chen from EXO, and he's my favorite idol of all time. And he announced last month that he was getting married, and that his um, fiance slash girlfriend at the time, I guess, he um, she was pregnant. She is pregnant with his child, and he announced this on the EXO fan cafe. And the reaction was so intense, both positive and negative. So for me, Megan knows this firsthand because she she saw me when I went oh, through yes. the reactions. I went into her house. The process. And suddenly, <laughs> Hannah was just like, I am overwhelmed. And then she just starts crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Over what? <laughs> A wedding news? What? Yeah, and, and father-to-be. I was... And I know Megan witnessed this okay, so don't take this the wrong way. But for me, I was I was just like, oh my gosh, my genuinely one of my even though I don't know him personally and I've never met him, he is like one of my favorite people. Okay, I look up to up to him a lot. And he was the main person who changed my life. So I just I was overwhelmed at the fact like, oh my god, he's gonna be married, he's gonna be a father, he's gonna be the best husband and the best dad. And I was just really happy for him. But obviously, news like this. It's so shocking. To me, I already knew it was kind of dating. Like, it's just a normal thing. He's, the, he's a 28-year-old man, of course. Just because you're an idol doesn't mean you can't live your life the way everyone else gets to. So I was overwhelmed in the sense that I was super surprised because it came out of nowhere. But at the same time, I was crying because it was just a lot. It was just like, oh my gosh, like my favorite person is going to be like happy living his life as a normal man instead of being cooped up in this Understand. idol jail of not having, you know, any relations with anyone. And that's a normal, healthy person wishing yeah. another person well. Yeah. So I cried, lah, but in, not, not cried tear, like tears it's of just, sadness. It's tears of joy. It's tears of joy and, and just being overwhelmed because I was like, Ooh, that's crazy, but also not really that crazy because he is a human and humans do have relationships and get married and, you know, have kids. So 
Yeah, but on the flip side, the negative reaction was so bad. He was basically told to leave EXO. He he was told to. Has he left? No, no, no. Oh, oh okay. my god! Thank God. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He is. He's handling things in the way that I personally always thought he would. I don't know. It's my idea of him and his personality matches how he's dealing with this now. So I've okay. always thought him to thought of him to be a. Not perfect, but a kind person and a responsible person, and his actions show that. Which personally, I'm very like proud of. I'm proud of him, but I'm also proud of myself because I feel like okay, I've judged his character quite well. But yeah, the negative reaction, despite his honesty and his like kindness and his um, like earnest earnesty, the the negative reaction is just so bad. And yeah, it's 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 actually a very interesting psychological. I don't know point point of research because if someone did a thesis on this, oof, maybe you should do a PhD, Hana. Maybe yeah. <laughs> psychology of fandom. I'm pretty sure you will get a lot of data from this. Yeah, all I can really do is hope for the best for him and hope that he's happy and healthy. But that's all that I can do as a fan because that is the only thing I'll ever be a fan, right? But some people think they have the right to cross that boundary and dictate how he lives his life. Yikes. Yeah. Do they have no lies of No, probably not. Or maybe they do, but it's like they don't know how to establish boundaries because this is a this is a mental boundary. From the start as a K-pop stand, you kind of have to be almost like just extremely aware that these people don't know who you are. No matter how much you love them or want to support them, they don't know who you are. And maybe you might be lucky and end up meeting some of them, but even then it's a split second. You spent so many hours like reading up on them watching their videos watching them live their lives but they only know you even if you meet them for that what tops five minutes maybe they feel that the the artist or the the person that they are that they like uh owes them something yeah that's the thing because obviously k-pop is a very expensive hobby as you guys know now from the many concerts that I've gone to and the albums I buy, but... Again, you cray. I am cray, but I am not even the level of cray that is considered cray-cray in this, <laughs> in this like, sphere. Because, like, when people put in money, some people think that that makes them... Not the bosses, but it's almost like the idols have to answer to them before they can make any actual decisions on their life. In that's their the thing. life. That's, that's something that really puts me off into getting really into yeah. K-pop yeah. is really because they have no control over their lives and you're essentially using them as puppets to fund your companies, the produ- production and your fame and all. Yeah. You're talking so about the companies. The companies now, right? and you know the the way that they're being handled. Yeah. And the way that the fans decide that they have to be causes them to have even more no control over, over themselves. So in exactly. the end, you hear a lot of exactly. cases where they go into like depression. Exactly. Or Anxiety. Mental- that's right. And that's quite insane. Like, do you yeah. un- not understand the your actions yeah. that indirectly cause them to be in this behavior? If they didn't have to worry about you talking about them, they would have been, they would have been so much more free they might be even happier. Yeah. Even though, like, I understand, like, the performances itself takes a toll on them because yeah. they have to put in so much effort to just put out this one three, four-minute performance of one song for you. 
I understand that. But <sighs> these fans are the reason why I'm just like, I am so put off over this. I, yeah. I appreciate the songs, but I really do not like this K-pop yeah. culture, which is, I guess, why I we can talk about it. I, complete, I completely understand, which is why, I mean, again, I've been in it, not for too long, but I've been in it long enough that I have established an extremely clear boundary. Because even now when I, like, I've only met one K-pop idol. I've met Cha Eun-woo, like, last year. And even, like, just... Cha Eun-woo? Cha Eun-woo, yeah. Who's he, where's he from? Who's he from? Wait, Astro. what, what, Ben? Astro. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Astro, Astro. So, I've only met him, and he's one of my three ultimate idols, lah, my ultimate boys, you know? And meeting him, and I was in front row for the fan meeting. So, I really had, like, a really up close and personal, lah. like, you know, I was watching him for, like, two hours just doing his thing on stage, and I realised, yeah. like, this guy is just a normal guy, like, so sweet. I'm just like, wow. But it was more of, like, a, like, I can't imagine how much pressure is put on you, you know? Let alone to, like, perform for two hours for this fan meeting. He was not even, he, he was there as himself, not as, like, a member of Astro. So that's even more pressure because you don't have to, you can't share the stage with your other members. That's right. And then I got to meet him extremely briefly, like, for a split second, high five only, okay, high touch. And I remember just thinking, like, this poor guy has to stand here, high five over 200 people. Yeah, like, I can't imagine how tiring that is. Bless him. So, you really, for me personally, the more, I, the more I see them in real life, the more I see them in concerts or the more I meet them, the more I feel a sense of these people are just really hard workers and it kind of makes me want to support them more because I almost feel like, not like I, that I need to, but I know that I don't know, it just makes me feel like I want to give them, like, give back for their hard work. Does that make sense? I, yes. I'm like, oh, you put sounds... in so much effort and I want to support you because that sounds I see your hard work. Yeah. But, but it's just very, I would love to someday meet one of them and just ask, like, how is it really, right. you know? And talk to them like, a, like how I would speak to a friend. Because I think most of the time that's how I view them. I wish they were, like, my... Not colleagues, but like my peers, you know, because they seem like very interesting individuals. And more than anything, I would love to be like, hey, like, let's get a cup of coffee. I want to know what you think about this. It's more than just drooling over how they dance or how they look, you know. But the, mu- the music is also extremely important. So for me, it's more the music and how I feel like I want to support these people. Because they also help me. And how they, the things they say, in, like, when the idols are honest with their struggles... What they say helps me with my own struggles as well. How do they say it then? So for the idols who are more open with their emotions, that when they go through bouts of anxiety, depression, things like that, how they handle the training life as well, which I can imagine is just extremely grueling, it, they come out with a new outlook on how they want to live their lives. And that's exp- inspiring to me because I have never experienced what they've experienced. So to me, if they are still trying their best to keep it together and not even keep it together, but trying their best with their situation, I know that I can also make the best out of my situation. Yeah. So that that is the positive side of K-pop. And that's the reason why I'm still in K-pop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there definitely are two sides to the coin. Of course. Of, of course. anything. Yeah. So... With that said, like, other than, like, them going through their struggles and their training life and whatsoever, 
um, and they speaking it out. Yeah. Is that it? Like, what... Kind, do they have their own say in the songs that they produce? Whether they can talk about this life mm-hmm. as part of the lyrics or it has to be solely very, like, bubbly or talking about love or talking about, like, your ex or mm. that kind of songs. It depends on the group. It depends on the company. The company that they join is extremely important because most of the time the company is what has the most control. That's right. So if the company allows them to write their own music, write about their own experiences, that's great. And it also provides like a different... Another wall has been broken up between the fan and the, and the artist. So there's that. But I find that for me, I see most of their personality in uh, variety shows. Okay. And not just variety shows, like the like funny, what funny kind ones. of variety shows? The ones where they are with their members, they're all together, it's just them. Yeah, they are cameras, but there's no host Is there guiding a... them. So they'll be like in a house, then they just like eat and they just talk, play stupid games, things like that. Very mundane things. And that's when you where see... Where do you find these things? V-Live or even like YouTube. <laughs> so that's the thing, K-pop kind of gives you these different like Platforms and mediums. Guys, I'm learning a bit too much now. <laughs> it's a different world. What yeah. are all these variety shows? So, so when you say variety shows, I'm thinking about like... Running like Man. Running Man no, 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 like no. Home Alone, the kind of no, things. No, it's no, not this. No, it's not that. It's literally... Their own variety yes. shows. Yes. Men for the fans. And for me, people... They, they had a word for it. It's fan service or something like that. Fan service? Fan, fan service kind of encapsulates everything from the odd like kiss into a camera for fans to this but the fan service that I guess this falls under is more towards like letting the fans have an inside look into how they are on a daily basis and I personally think it's very hard to keep up an image if you are being filmed all the time so even with like the I mean the idols that I'm a fan of I know what the negative sides are there are some idols that I like as like, a, oh my god, you're really talented, but I do never want to date you, oh my god, because they're quite open with their negative sides. So I can appreciate that. Obviously, the more, like, the deeper, darker underbelly of the K-pop industry definitely exists, but those things you'll never really find out about until they're revealed. Lah. But in terms of the more, like, mundane, oh, this person is, this person gets angry easily, that's a quality you might not like, and that's a quality that will be shown in these reality shows, you know? So... Yeah, because you can't you can't pretend all the time. Last time, back in the day, maybe K-pop was a bit more showy. You couldn't see much of their personality because, I mean, social media is so different now. You you see almost everything. It's very hard to hide how you really are. Mm, Even when you right. try to hide, people can see right through you because we're so used to it. We're like, your life isn't that great, lah. Like, yeah, don't lie. Yeah. I know what happened. So with these idols, because it's never also seen. yeah. And even more, like, you're in the get, from the get-go, you're thinking you have probably been told to look as positive as possible. So when they're not like that, you're kind of like, huh, maybe this person is actually like A, B, C, D, you know? It's up to you to judge. Like. If you are a good judge of character, or at least you think you have a good judgment of character, then <laughs> you this watch these so things with a pinch of salt. It's, yeah, but not really hard work. Like. It's quite... Sure. It's a good distraction from... It's hard work that you don't mind doing because it's yeah. like... I mean, I know the names of over 100 boys. I know like the, all their birth years, their stage names, their real names. All I know, okay? What? And I don't even do it on purpose. 
Oh my god. Yeah, because I guess when you're emotionally invested. Kinda. How much emotions do you have in your I'm heart? I'm super emotional. I was guys, I'm super emotional. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If there is a person who wants to get into K-pop. Yeah. Or wants some song recommendations. Yes. Is what would you recommend? I would recommend EXO's Been Through. It's a really good song. It came out at a very Von- not vulnerable, but it came out at quite a hard time in my life and it really helped to calm me down. And the meaning is really beautiful as well. The lyrics are beautiful. And the music itself, also, just just listen to it, lah, okay? And then there's also NC127's Back to You. Vocals on vocals on vocals. Amazing. I, I know I sound like a real SM stand right now, but... Yeah, that's very two. <laughs> yeah, two. Two out of two. I know. What's the next one? The next one is probably... Seven, no. Day six is I Need Somebody. Because the song... Day six is not under SM, right? No. It's under JYP. Oh, thank yeah. God. But day six is a band. So that's what I'm trying... Oh, is I, it? Yeah, it's a band. I did not know that. It's a band. It, they, all of them play their own instruments. They write their own music. It's JYP, although they're known for their idols. JYP himself has kind of given Day6 the freedom uh, the artistic freedom to do what they want to do that's cool and yeah and also their their music sound is very different from what non-K-pop listeners expect from K-pop so Day6 I Need Somebody is a beautiful song and it has a more rock sound to it for sure what about you Megs? me Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm finally pitching in. <laughs> <laughs> I promise next episode is more on your topic. Uh, I don't have specific songs in mind. Mm-hmm. Just because I think for me, uh, there was no emotional connection. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go and look up on the lyrics and see what they truly mean. Yeah. Um, maybe the few exceptions would be things like I use love poem. Yeah. That was a really well done song. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very calming. And I personally would recommend artists. So uh, if it's something that you want that is kind of calming or like indie pop kind of thing or uh, even OSTs, uh, you want powerhouses, soloists, like I'm your person to go to. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's yeah. what I normally listen to rather than the normal like Red Velvet, Twice, all the, the groups. Yeah. Uh, I like when all aspects are encapsulated in just one person that I have to follow this just one person. <laughs> you like soloists more. I like soloists more. So I guess like IU will be the first on my list. Actually, my IU friend recommended great. me IU at first and I didn't know who she was. Then I listened to her songs and then BB came out and I'm just like, mm, not bad. BB. Yeah, so go check her out. I think she's really good. Um, sometimes I wonder whether I like her voice. But because it's so clear. I can listen to every single one of a syllable mm-hmm. that keeps that keeps me hooked on her. So, the next pers- the next two are actually like powerhouses. If you have an OST soundtrack that has them, chances are the whole entire drama series is going to skyrocket. Really yeah, high, that's know? so true. So these two artists are Gummy and Ivy. OST goddesses. Yeah, they are really good. Um. You don't need to know the lyrics and they will just like pierce your heart. Yeah. You want to know which song? You can just go to Descendants of the Sun and like You Are My Everything by Gummy. That's it, you know. You can just continue following from there. Mm-hmm. 
So those are the powerhouses that I truly, truly recommend. And then probably something chiller would be Boba Gun 4. They are a duo. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very like cafe feels kind of thing. And like a bit more bubbly, poppy-ish. Feel good. Feel good. Feel good, feel good music. That's what they produce. But actually, like, even though I say, like, I know these artists, but I'm not to your extent where I know their birthdays, I know yeah. which company they're from. No, I'm just on the surface. You are a very good artist. I like the way you sing. You focus on the music. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And I realised that... That's super important. Music, the music is super important when it mm. comes to K-pop. Because if the music is bad, I'm not going to support you. But when the music is quality... That's right. So everything encapsulated, all the talent and talent encapsulated in just these one or two people I can take. Mm-hmm. If you ask me to follow a group of like nine members, who is who again? Yeah. And, you know, at least I know all the Twice members now. Um, yeah. Took you a while. Took me a while. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, and probably uh, if it's a guy soloist, it'll be Paul Kim. Mm-hmm. He is also really good at OSTs. So he has OSTs in Hotel Del Luna. His voice is very, very soothing. And he had a new song with Chong Ha, which is also one of my favourites. I love her voice. She has also sung for Hotel Del Luna. Such and nice it was song. amazing. So they had a duet and it's called Love Ship. Maybe you can start from there and just go on. But I realised that it's not very hyped up mm-hmm. in comparison to all the other songs that has came out recently. Um, yeah, Dan Dan, this- Everglow, that yeah. kind of like, that is the era because they came out in January something and not many people heard of it because it's not the hype song. Yeah. It's not something with great choreography, um, great visuals. It's just a chill song that you can sing and has great lyrics and it's quite meaningful lyrics yeah. towards. Keep an eye out on that. I think all these underrated songs deserves a shout out. Definitely. It's... With OSTs wise, they really also followed the visuals that were supposed to be for the dramas. And I really appreciated that. So, um, if you were to look at maybe Hotel Da Luna's first, you can see that all their lyrics are directly tied to a certain character or to a certain scene, which makes it very nice. So, I appreciate things like this. Yeah. The art of it all. Not just the it's performance yeah. itself. So, the insights that go about it. So, that's my artist recommendations rather than song, song recommendations so yeah but like it's not to say that you know the rest are not good of course whatsoever. not like yeah. obviously there are people like twice that came out with really really good songs there are people like Taeyeon that came out with really good songs also and we both love twice and Taeyeon like all we listen to in Megan's car sometimes we listen to twice songs for now maybe go and listen to the songs that we recommended to you in the past few minutes yeah K-pop is, I got I gotta say, their their marketing skills oh amazing, top notch. This is how they bring in money for Korea. But we we're coming back for part two, fam. Yes. Part two. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's my turn. Yes. It's all Megan's about territory. the dramas. Yes, K dramas. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hi guys, it's Hannah again. This episode was a little different, eh? Do you listen to K-pop? Are you an EXO fan or <clears throat> an XOL like me? Are you multi-fandom or do you focus on only one group? Any favorite bands or soloists? And what do you think about what we discussed today as well? Let us know on Facebook or on Instagram at hm.whatnow as usual. 
and tune in next week for our special episode on K-Dramas 2. See you guys then. Bye!